4: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
6: To Fox Sports Radio.
5: Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having an absolutely spectacular Thursday. Getting you ready for a big sports weekend: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The Open Championship. You heard about Louis Oosthuizen? More on that to come. Plus, we got some baseball. We got some college football, apparently illegal to do the horns down. (laughs) Uh, Discover matches all the cash back. You earn your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted 99% of the place in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash slash. uh, Yes. uh, 2021 Niels report limitations apply. The Bucks tie the series to a piece. Giannis. 26, 14, and 8. Did have three steals, a big one down the stretch where he picked the pocket of Chris Paul. Two blocks, a huge block that um, people are comparing and contrasting LeBron James' blocking 7. And um, Devin Booker had 42. Chris Paul only 10 and 7. I'll get to that in a second. Chris Middleton, 46 and 4. This is Giannis after the game.
4: Just a uh, hustle play. I thought I'm going to get dunked on. To be honest with you, but going down the stretch, just do whatever, you know, it takes to win the game. You know, I saw the play coming so that uh, Chris, Chris Paul was throwing the lob. So I'm like, I just, just going to jump vertical, you know, towards the rim. Hopefully I can, you know, be there in time. I was there in time and was able to get a good a block and uh, go down and get two points.
7: honest, this was the second game in a row. You went out early in the first quarter. I'm just curious what was going on there.
4: What the hell you guys said politely. I wanted to take a, a tinkle a tinkle that's it that's that's polite right yeah, yeah. tinkle is polite yeah both games I want to take a tinkle to went back
5: I <laughs> do you not love him I do you not love him he goes with tinkle did you growing up did you go tinkle or did you do number one and number two uh, we did number one and number two but I definitely knew what a tinkle was we were a number one number two family All Right? But do people still say I go number one or number two interesting um but like look there's there's two big elements to this two kind of elephants in the room and and one it's like what makes Giannis great is not what made Jordan great is not what makes Steph Curry great it's not it's you are who your best player is and in this case your best player is a guy who will do anything to win but also has to do all of those other little things because if scoring and simply creating, you know, without a jump shot is what she's got to do. There can be some limitations there. And you needed Chris Middleton to score, uh, cover him scoring down the stretch. But you, you are who your best player is. And when your best player is getting block shots and look, I have no doubt. I'm sure we're going to play sound of guys like Nick Wright saying LeBron's block because his game Seven's the biggest block ever. And in terms of games, it is. But in terms of plays, I want you to think about this for a second. LeBron was kind of like a, a cornerback who was on the opposite side of the field where he had the angle to come back and try and make a play. Giannis was playing on the basketball up around the elbow where the free throw line meets the lane line. And then has to the backpedal, quickly turn his hips, jump, and trying to block a seven-footer who's about to catch and dunk the basketball on him. It is one of the greatest athletic defensive plays you're ever going to see in your lifetime. Was it in Game 7? No. Did it truthfully save the game? No. Was it a big block? Yes, it was. And he also had a steal over against Chris Paul, trying to cross him over. Both of those led to a layup. So it's, those are both four-point swings. Those are eight points in total in terms of a swing with both of those blocks leading to layups at the other end. Huge, huge plays. The juxtaposition of that is Chris Paul, where now you have people going like, well, he's 36. Well, he didn't have it last night. That's what it looked like. I told you early on this series, keep in mind Chris Paul had only played four or five games in an entire month going into game 1. Now we're th- we're four games in and he looks gassed. He looks like a di- part of it is they had to figure him out. Part of it is the thing is different, really really different. When you're playing as many games as everybody else is in terms of the level of fatigue, a level of soreness on your legs. And that doesn't go away, that doesn't get better. That's after you know, two and a half days off, two and a half days of rest. Now you don't have that l- lengthy rest. It's it's hard to see when he'll get back to being the dominant player he was when he was completely rested early on in the series. So I I just I look at this and I'm I'm thinking to myself there are two the juxtaposition of of Giannis who can play great even when he's not shooting great as opposed to Chris Paul who looked like a shell of his former self. And that simply has to be about fatigue has to be, you know, and, and we talked about this after game one, which is what changes as you get older is the, the, the percentage of times in which you have that a game, the percentage is going to go down every year. And it, we, I think people struggled with what they're looking at. They're like, look, it's the NBA Finals the highest level. He has, he, He's killing everybody in game one. You got to give him all the money. He's still going to be that guy. It's not going to get better over the next three years. It'll get worse. And if you watch Phoenix during the regular season, and most people didn't watch, this is more the par for Chris Paul. He's not great every night anymore. He might not even be great every other night anymore. It's probably every third night that he can be great. Occasionally, you will have two or three game stretches, but for the most part... It's a struggle with the ability to dial it up and be that sort of level on a consistent basis. I don't know. I, I thoroughly and completely enjoyed watching the game. I know they missed a Devin Booker foul, but they missed plenty of fouls. People get caught up in stupid stuff. Bayer obviously is a Bucks. Oh, Bayer's not here. That's right. Isaac Lohenkron. Uh Ike, did you enjoy watching the game last night?
7: Well, remember, we're cord cutters, but... I followed along on social media, so instead of investing three hours in the game, which I would have gladly done, all I did was watch every single replay of Giannis's block in real time as it was tweeted, including, you know, Andy Bernstein, right? The great NBA photographer. He had an already iconic shot of Giannis' iconic block. So I consumed it just in a different way.
5: Uh, Gavin, do you enjoy watching
8: the game? I, I enjoyed uh, this part. I, Giannis did something I've never seen before in basketball. He would drive to the hoop, get a foul, and at the last second pass it off so he didn't have to go to the free throw line. I thought that was a, a brilliant move by him.
5: Uh, yeah, he didn't. He clearly is not comfortable with the line, right? Whereas most guys do the opposite. Most guys, yeah. anytime they're fouled, they just throw it up at the hoop. Exactly.
8: And he was like, no, let me just dish it out at the last second. Uh, great game, great series. I'm I'm really enjoying it.
5: Ramos, did you watch?
9: I did what probably, well, I, I wouldn't say 90%. Uh, probably maybe 50% of the people did. I turned on the game when it was 90 to <laughs> 95 <laughs> uh, bucks. Wait, like, 90 95? Yeah, it was like, five, no, it was 95, ninety five ninety sons, suns. That's what it was. And it was like five and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Ironically, the Bucks turned
7: the
8: game on at that time too.
9: <laughs> <laughs> that's right, because they went on a run and took the lead. Yeah, so that's when yeah. I. Yeah, yeah.
8: How about Pat Connaughton, by the way?
5: Pat Connaughton is awesome. Remember, baseball player drafted baseball player at Notre Dame as well. And obviously, you know they they need that other score. But he he screwed up one time when he drove in there and, and turned the basketball over. Um, you had Jake Crowder and the multiple flops. Like he's become boy who cried wolf. My God, Jay Crowder, like we need to raise funds for Jay Crowder because he's, he's going to got to spend time in the ER today. There were so many flops in that game. It was hard to tell. I didn't think it was poorly officiated. I thought yeah, they missed the Devin Booker call. They're going to miss lots of fouls. That's kind of part of basketball.
8: It did seem like both fan bases thought the refs were going
5: against them. Right. Which is perfect. I just thought they, I thought it was a loose whistle, which is good.
9: I like the fact that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar can be loved by two cities immensely.
5: Well, I don't think he was loved previously, but right now, like Milwaukee's one of those places where they're going to love you forever. Yeah. It's been a long time. time. Oh, yeah. It's been a real
9: long time. Oh, yeah. A long
5: time. 40 years. Right. 40 years. It's a long time. I'm not sure he would have gotten the adulation if this was early 80s. Right. And especially and if this is the social media age as well. I don't think he'd get the same adulation. Be
6: sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon.
5: Brandon Whedon played for Mike Gundy uh, back before Gundy had the mullet, and uh, maybe he drove him to to, to growing a mullet. Brandon Weeden joins us every week here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Of course, a starter for three different franchises in the National Football League. A um, couple Big Twelve questions because there's Big Twelve Media Day going on. Apparently, it's now illegal to do horns down. <laughs> horns down is illegal. Your thoughts?
11: Uh, we're so soft. The whole it's just it's ridiculous. I mean. Uh, obviously, that's kind of more of an OU Texas thing, but um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of rubbed off on all the other teams in the Big Twelve. That uh, you know, when when they celebrate or they want to do something good, you know, when you're playing Texas, you automatically want to do the horns down. I've done that since I. I mean, we in, in the state of Oklahoma, we've done that for as long as I can remember, and. You know, kind of a kind of a shocker. We're in 2021. And, and uh, I guess it's, it's kind of frowned upon. So I think it's a joke. Uh, it is what it is. But uh, that's just that's, that's where we're at, man.
5: It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's actually a, it's actually a term of respect, right? If you think enough about a team to do the, the their iconic hand gesture down. I don't know. I mean, just yeah, Texas just win more games and nobody can do the horns down. Then we, we problem solved
11: quit being so soft i mean that's been their problem on and off the field it sounds like so yeah i just quit being so soft and uh i just I, yeah i think it's i think it's a joke
5: all right a bunch of stuff i gotta get to non non-football really you're at the lake right now
11: yeah just uh just pulled up a couple hours ago trying to get everything settled and uh the boys have been begging me to go fish so we're down here by the boat dock and and uh get a line wet trying to catch a couple fish
5: which which lake there's lots of lakes in oklahoma
11: Yes, yeah, so we we just bought a place at Carlton Landing, which is out in uh, on the east side of the state, Lake Eufaula. So there's a there's a pretty cool place that uh, it's actually the developer of Seaside, Florida. He came here and uh, found a pretty cool piece of property and it's on a pretty good little part of the lake and so anyway, built built a bunch of houses and and uh, I finally found one. I looked for about a year and finally found one and we closed on it back like I think it was a week of uh, Memorial Day. So we're kind of newbies, but uh, the kids love it and um it wears them out them the, the few days after we get home is usually a nightmare because the boys are the boys are wiped out
5: okay so when, when you fish you, you guys bass fishing is that what you're
11: doing uh right here on the docks it's usually crappie um uh, so i had to go out and get a bunch of crappie stuff so i was i was down here for five minutes before you called and i caught four crappie you know they're all a little bit smaller but they're the good eaters so uh, a lot of crappie. My little man, my four-year-old, just got like a little baby bass. So there's, there's some bass in here, but I would say the majority of the fish you pull out of here either, are there, uh, you know white bass or, or crappie.
5: Okay, your, when you were playing, your favorite football movie, um, like off the top of my head, you got The Program, you got Varsity Blues, you got Friday Night Lights, uh, you have Remember the Titans. Uh, is there a favorite? Like I used to throw on this football movie, and this was my jam.
11: Uh, Well, I'll never remember. My my first start ever was my junior year, and I was pretty nervous. So I watched uh, Varsity Blues the night before the start. So on Thursday night I watched Varsity Blues, which is probably my favorite. Yep. Um, it, and, it and Remember the Titans, I would have to say, are, are kind of one and two for me.
5: Okay, I was just playing Thunderstruck, and that reminds me of that scene in Varsity Blues where they go out to the strip club the night before the game. Oh, yeah. and then they And then they get, and, and remember uh, John Voight's character, but, uh, Bud, Bud Kilmer. Hope you had fun. Hope you had fun. Hope it was worth it. Did that ever occur during your football career, The dudes went out night before a big game to a strip club?
11: Uh in the NFL, no, I would say no, just because I mean you're one, you're kind of you know, you're in a hotel, especially on the road. Uh and, well, I guess at home too. So no on at home or I guess in the NFL, no, not really. I never really never really thought that. Uh college that's tough. I mean we stayed in hotel as well, but I mean I can't say that anybody went out on a bender and stayed up and, and stared at ladies like Miss Davis till three or four in the morning and watched the sun come up. So no I you know, if they, if they did, they hit it pretty good. And, and I never, uh, I never, uh, I never noticed it.
5: Miss Davis was fine. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. Brandon Wheaton joining He's us. Pretty good. Yes. Brandon Wheaton joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox sports radio. Um, okay. There's some speculation that if Deshaun Watson, if he can get out of this legal mess, he could be moved. And Adam Schefter said, Philadelphia, in your mind, and you know him. I know you haven't connected necessarily on this stuff because there's so much other things going on uh, which before we get to that point, what what what's realistic that he's looking for if Houston ain't it?
11: Well, I think, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, the obvious answer is he wants to win. I mean, he wants to be on a team that's going to compete. Um, you know, I think he wants to be Obviously, he wants to have weapons around him. I think he wants to have a good offensive line. I mean, we, we all know he's taking a bunch of hits. He's taking a lot of sacks. You know, some of those might be on him because he likes to hold it and make, make big plays. But um, I think he wants a good offensive line in front of him. I think he, first and foremost, wants to be in a system that, that fits him. Um, there was times in Houston I didn't really think that that system fit him, especially early on. They tried to mold it to what he liked and stuff, but, it you know, it just um, – at, at times it did and at times it didn't. And um, – you know, I think he wants to be in a system where he he feels comfortable and uh, you know be around a defensive, you know, get some stops and and doesn't feel like he has to score you know twenty eight thirty five points a game and so I think you know there's there's teams out there that uh, in my opinion are a quarterback away and yeah you know, I'm sure he's looking he's got a he's got a short list of where he probably wants to go um, Philly you know who knows I mean it's it's hard to tell with Philly but um, you know Denver and and teams like this you know I think they're they're right there they've got the talent that uh, they need they're just kind of a you know a, a, an elite quarterback away from being being a contender and we all know he is he's that so it'll be interesting i hope it all resolves itself and he gets back and he, and he plays football this year because um we all know how especially is on the field there's no doubt
5: now did you not get to go to tahoe Did you not get invited to that golf tournament
11: no man i need your plug i played in 2015 and my game wasn't great at the time i didn't play very good man so I, i've my game right now. If I went out there right now, my game is is so much better. So, I need your help, man. I need your help to get back in that thing. Uh, it, it was a ton of fun. I. It's actually we were fun. We we're me and my oldest. And he was one at the time. Maybe not even one. Like eleven months. And uh, we flew out there. My parents went. Had a had a big crew that went out there with us, and we had a big time. And and uh, my one year old and my poor wife. She hardly got to do anything fun. So what? It wasn't a fun fun trip because we had to grind over our our young son. So. Um, I'd love a I'd love another shot at it. So if you know anybody, put in a good work for me. Done,
5: done. I, do I get to be your caddy?
11: Yeah, absolutely. All four days or all three days, if you want.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I give terrible advice. I want you because I'm I'm like it Phil is, Mickelson. Like, now we're gonna go for it. No, yeah, it's it's, like, it's, I, I don't. I don't have that in the bag. Yeah, you do. We're gonna go for it. We're we're, we're, no, we're here. here it's altitude. We're, we're going for it.
11: I'm gonna leave my driver on the driving range. That place plays so short. I'll hit two iron off every tee. I just gotta get my wedges dialed in, make kill putts. We'll be just fine. It's,
5: it's I don't know how fun. to read greens. I, I just
11: that's fine. I I'll, I'll handle that. You carry the bag. We'll have a good time. And uh, yeah, it'd be a lot of fun.
5: Done, done. I'm 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 getting this done. I now have because uh, I tore my ACL uh, no, a week I didn't ago. That. Yeah, playing hoop like an idiot and oh, tore boy. my ACL. So, but that'll be about the time I should be 100 percent ready to go. And uh, you know, you got to have goals to get through rehab. That's one of my goals.
11: Yeah, there you go. It's actually a pretty easy walk, and I'll, I'll bring a light bag for you. I'll, I'll, a couple sleeves of balls. We'll make it. We'll make it easy on you. It'll be a nice little. Uh, we'll see where you're at. See how your knees holding up. But I, yeah, that'd be a, that'd be an easy, nice little walk for you. Uh,
5: that, that that will be. Um, I I bring it up because Aaron Rodgers was. Hey, I'm gonna enjoy this, in a couple of weeks and figure it out. Does Does he have any options left other than going back?
11: <clears throat> Man, I don't know. I, I, I'll be honest. I haven't really followed it that that close. I mean. I, I talked about Denver a minute ago. I mean I think Denver, you know, I know Peyton came out and said that he thinks that doesn't think um Aaron will end up there, but I don't know. Uh personally, you know, I think if, if he plays, you know, if he decides he wants to go back and play, I, I think Green Bay is probably the most reali- realistic option. Um but yeah, I mean he's he's running out of running out of options, I would say. I mean, you know, three or four months ago, you know, there's probably some teams around the draft time. There was obviously some teams that needed quarterbacks. You know, here we are. You know, a few weeks from training camp, you know, teams are trying to get ready. They want to, they want to find out who the quarterback is, and they want to go, go get ready to play ball. So, but at the same time, it's Aaron Rodgers. So, if there's a team that really wants him, you know, they, you know, it's never too late to make a push. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I, I personally think he ends up back in Green Bay.
5: I t- I tend to agree as well. Um, Justin Herbert had a great first year, but a lot of that was there wasn't a ton of expectations. Now there are. Uh, A lot of people thought he was limited coming out of Oregon. What do you think of Herbert year two with all that weaponry with the L.A. Chargers?
11: Yeah, you know, year two will probably be a little bit tougher. I I think these defensive coordinators are good. They've got him on tape for, you know, however many games, 16, 17 games, they kind of, you know, if there's any blitz packages that kind of got to him or or things defensively, schematically, whether it be coverages or or things that kind of gave him fits year one, you know, they're going to find different wrinkles and find different ways to run those. Um yeah, you know, he's got a really good football team around him, though. So I, you know, I, I don't expect him to have too big of a fall off. I think he's got a, I think he's got a really bright future. He's very talented. Um, seems like a pretty cerebral guy, pretty smart guy. That, uh, you know, the good, the the one thing he does have, you know, in his tool, you know, toolbox is he's got the ability to take off and run and and go get eight, nine, ten yards. You know, which is which is huge, especially for a guy that big with a a big arm like that. You don't really think of a guy like that being able to run, but he can run and uh, I. I you know, yeah, year two I think will be definitely a lot more challenging for him. But I, I don't expect him to have too big a fall off. I think he's got a bright career, and and uh, you know, again, he's got a he's got a hell of a football team with him.
5: Where are you on Kyler Murray? I mean, I know he was hurt last year, but there also there also was a a a bit of a ceiling there that appeared. Um, some people think that what they're building there looks just like Texas Tech football, like tons of weaponry on offense, but is it really a winning football team? Where are you on Kyler and the Cardinals?
11: You know, I, I think he's uber-talented. I mean, the guy's got arm talent. He's he's uber-talented. I, and, and I know that, you know, there's been guys that have kind of knocked the, the being short um, problem. Out, you know, Drew Brees and Russell Wilson, you know, supposedly they were too short. Well, Kyler's shorter than both of them. My my thing with him, and I'm six four. And there was times when just a just a standard four man rush, there's times I couldn't see. So a guy that's his stature, let's call him five nine, five ten. You know, if you can find a way to to pressure him and keep him in the pocket and force him to to beach in the pocket. Now it's easier said than done because he's so fast and so mobile. Man, I just think it's going to be tough on him. Um, now if they can find ways to to get the ball out quickly and and you know find ways to single up Hopkins and you know obviously they. They got AJ Green now, so they've got they've got a ton of weapons. And if you can find a way to to have him throw the ball in rhythm and uh, and get the ball relatively quick, but if that pocket collapses, man. I mean, I've I've stood in there for a ton of snaps, man. It's it's hard. I can't imagine being any shorter than I am just because you can't see, you know, and all the disguises these defenses like to do. Um, you know, if you throw interceptions, sometimes you just don't see guys, and that's just the way it is. Um but yeah, I mean, I I think the guy is he's crazy talented. Um he's he's got a ton of ability. Um but again, I, I just think it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for him to throw the football thirty thirty five times from the pocket. Um so I think they're gonna have to find ways to, to get him on the move and, and do some things and I think you know, I think Cliff will, but it's just uh, you know, it's just gonna be more challenging for him than it is for a guy like Justin Herbert that's bigger stronger you know got a big arm and, and can stand in there and, and deliver from the pocket
5: how many fish have they caught during during this interview
11: well my wife just took them back to the house real quick we got some friends that are meeting us in about an hour so she took them back to the house get ready we we're about to go on the boat about four thirty, five o'clock so she's trying to get them prepared so yeah we just wrapped everything up and it was a it was a quick trip i i was hoping to, to fish a little longer but wife kind of came down and ruined it and ruined the day
5: for the boys yeah yeah I mean, I, I remember Beer's put really the good. blame where it lies what kind of beer is on the boat
11: oh man i'm, I'm kind of off the beer i don't know I, I, I like white claws i like high noons so i got a couple of high noons but
5: high noons uh, are good i like those high noons yeah, i
11: like I the high noons I'm big big lime high noon guy uh yeah if i'm drinking beer it's michelob ultra that's pretty much the only beer i drink uh, yeah, I've kind of moved on the claw, especially I mean, right now. It's like 96 degrees here and kind of humid, so you know, beer just doesn't doesn't taste great. So I I tend to go with something a little more. I know you know it's a little wait, lighter. Wait, wait,
5: hold on, what are you talk First of all, just so you know, I'm in Stillwater right now. Okay, oh, I'm are you? actually yeah, I'm in Gallagher Iba, which is nice. and and I'm in in the media room, which abuts the stadium that that you basically built. Okay, oh, yeah, but I I would I would I would. Uh, I would. Uh, what do you mean? A beer doesn't. Ninety six degrees. When does a beer taste better than when it's hot and muggy outside?
11: Only when it's in a cold frosted mug, man. Not not straight from the can. I just I can't do it. I'd prefer a prefer a white claw or something a little. God. A little what, lighter, happened? Something like
5: that. what happened? What happened? This I, is what happens when they they get a first round traffic money, NFL guy. Like, I you no. know white claws and high noons and beers don't taste good like. I, go, look, yeah, my, look, my, my, my second year my second year in college, okay coach got me some job where I was demoing, helping demo, I was the demo team for these houses, right, so we go and we clean, clean out these houses, and it was so hot, I mean obviously Stillwater, Oklahoma in the summer, it was so hot and we get done at five and they'd go crack some cold beers and, I, and I'm not even a beer guy but a 96 degrees and an ice cold beer, there's nothing that tastes better
11: no, I agree. When you get back inside, just not why to me just not while you're out in it. I you know, when you go back inside like tonight I'm growing some steaks. When I'm out there growing steaks, I'm inside, I can pour it in the frost frosted glass. Yeah, there's nothing better. I'm hot, I'm ready to cool down, kick my feet up. Yeah, cold beer without a doubt. But around you're out the water, um, if it's not some kind of mixed drink, it's it's got for me, right now, just like I said, I I I fluctuate I go I go back and forth. I've I've always been a been a beer guy, but but right now, I'm just kind of on a high noon and, and a, um, a white-claw kick. So, uh, especially at the lake, I just it, it's, more, uh, it's just more refreshing.
5: All right. Well, I think you're trying to prove your manhood, and <laughs> you've lost it already. But listen, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Was, hey, was, thanks for joining. That's why I
11: was a little reluctant. Uh, that's why I was a little reluctant to throw I, that
5: out. I got there. it. It tastes good. I, I got it. Hey, have a great weekend at the lake. We'll talk to you soon.
6: All right, buddy. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
5: What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show is uh, live uh, this week from Oklahoma. Reminding you, Discover matches all the cash back you earn in your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted 99% of the place in the US a credit card. Learn more at Discover dot com slash yes twenty twenty-one Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. You got some interesting stuff going on in the legal world of sports. Dwayne Haskins' wife has been charged with domestic violence as she apparently punched him multiple times, knocking out a tooth in Las Vegas. And then you have the Richard Sherman story from yesterday, which I I thought we did like, look, I know it's my show. So, of course, I'm going to think great things about it. I thought we did about his level and even handed a job like I didn't want to run him out of the NFL. But when you start to put together the story, it, it gives us a different look at Richard Sherman than I think any of us had before this story broke yesterday morning. This is the 911 call. Remember, apparently it's a 911 call from his wife. There was a car accident in which he went through a construction zone. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. Car was messed up. He pulled off the highway or freeway or whatever it was, parked the car, and then showed up at his in-law's house where he eventually was taken into custody. Here's the 911 call from Sherman's wife.
12: 911, what are you reporting? Um, I, 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 need, I need officers to my house now. My husband is drunk and blizzard. What Stop, stop. Um, What's the address? Are there he any is, weapons stop? We, are there we, any... We took, we, no, there's no... I'm, I'm saying there are no weapons, ma'am. He's trying to leave now in the house. He's being aggressive. He's wrestling with my uncle. He's threatening to kill himself. He has sent text messages to people saying he's going to hang himself. He's pulling, it's, a, right. it's a 2016 black Mercedes. Richard, please stop. Richard, please stop. Please stop. Is that a sedan SUV? It's, a, it's just a black sedan Mercedes SUV. Okay. He's not going to be able to
5: get out the gate. I cut it off. Scary stuff. Scary stuff. As he, you know, was she reported? She was. He was drunk and telling people he's going to kill himself. Right. Which, which is there's lots of stuff. There's lots of look. We we speculate not health unhealthily healthily so whatever we have this information we can speculate this is worse than we thought it was yesterday yesterday it felt like okay he was probably drunk that's why he didn't stay with his car when he had his accident and that's not acceptable and that will be that will likely be punished you can you there are ways in which because he was not i don't know when a when a blood and breath alcohol test was given to him i don't know if he popped a you know, as over over the legal limit by the time they gave him administered that test. So who knows what comes of that? But it it is scary. And now we don't know about legal recourse. It doesn't feel like there's going to be a ton there. Uh, But it does paint the picture of a guy who's going through a, a troubled time. Is he is he troubled because his football career may be over? Is there something going on at home? Is it the struggles with trying to find a new team? Uh, is it? I mean, am I allowed to speculate that it's CTE? I think a lot of people will will start to speculate that, right? Like Isaac, when you hear that, that is a. I think it's a reasonable speculation considering everything we've known to have happened to some star football players in the past. Is that?
7: That sort of speculation only because it's an NFL player. However, unfortunately, uh, these sort of uh, mental health struggles, unfortunately, they go across the board in our society, whether they be NFL players or athletes or just regular people uh, nowadays. I will add something else, though. Not a big fan of that 911 operator. That 911 operator was not, com- I know they have a certain job to do, but <laughs> snippy, total lack of empathy and compassion, while Sherman's wife was remarkably composed and a lot more composed than I would have been if I was in that circumstance. But that 911 operator, I think they should maybe find a new line of work.
5: Yeah, let me let me play. I I agree with you. I think look, she has to have the address and she can't send help if she doesn't know the address. But there also has to be are you I don't remember her saying, Are you in a safe place? Are you safe? Right? Um So I do I do understand the other side to it, and yes, she did come across as very abrupt stop, stop, stop on you know, give me the address. Here's a little bit more of that call. Nine
12: one one, what are you reporting? Um, I, I, I need I need officers to my house now. My husband is drunk and blue. they the, to kill himself. Stop. Stop. Um, What's the address? Are there is, any weapons? Stop. We, are there any, we took... We took to no, me. there's no... I'm, I'm saying there are no weapons, ma'am. There are, no, there are no weapons. You need to stop interrupting me so I can get the information. I need to get officers expedited. I need officers here now. What's he doing that, that you think he's going to harm he's, himself? He's being, he's, he's being aggressive. He has sent text messages. I took the I took the keys out. They're in your car. He's trying to leave now in the house. He's being aggressive. He's wrestling with my uncle. He's threatening to kill himself. He has sent text messages to people saying he's going to hang himself. He and he's saying that if the police show up, that so please don't shoot is what I'm asking.
13: Okay, wait, say that again. He has so no He says if the has, police show up. He what? said
12: if the police show up, that he'll try to fight them. So they okay. need to understand that he is. He is okay. Has it been physical with anybody there? You said he's trying to fight yes, your uncle? Yes, it has. Yes, it has. How has it been physical? He just tried to fight him. Okay, trying to fight somebody and actually being yes, physical he did, is two different he did. How has it time. been physical? He's, he's it's, a, it's a 2016 black Mercedes. Richard, please stop. Richard, please stop. Please stop.
5: Isaac, what do you think now?
7: I think Bill Belichick would have been more compassionate than that 911 operator.
5: Yes and no. I mean, she's like, you know, you want officers out there. I have to have information. I have to know if he has weapons. Right. That's it. It's a very important element to it. Right. Sure. Is, but... I need to know your address. You, you want. She said she wanted uh, officers out there immediately. OK, I can't. I, I magically can't. I, is You're you're right in terms of the compassion in her voice. But at some point, an address needs to be given. Right? I... At some. OK. Sure. And all that is great. I need to know if he has weapons and they're both kind of talking over each other. Um, and then she said there's no weapons and that's when it kind of settled down like okay that and she's like she, he's being aggressive like what does actually that mean there, there wasn't necessarily a full picture and obviously she's under duress under a ton of stress and you know she probably call 911 I just need help not that there's actually actually an emergency or maybe there was um, but I, I actually thought that the sounded a little bit. there was a little bit more of a gray area than there was in the initial cut.
7: Okay, I I think that... The operator would have been justified in being a lot more forceful if the caller was hysterical. But again, Sherman's wife was remarkably, remarkably composed and in control under the circumstances. So that's why I was really taken aback by uh, (laughs) the operator's tone. It would be another thing if the caller was hysterical and the the operator had to uh, reclaim and take control of the situation. Do we have a Fox Sports Radio 911 operator analyst?
5: We could bring in. <laughs> I think we have Amy Dash, don't she? She there? Is Amy there?
8: She's going to be on next hour.
5: Oh, she's on next yeah. hour. Okay, Amy Dash will join us next hour. Um, Gavin, what do you hear when you hear the call?
8: Yeah, I mean, I, I do tend to lean more towards what Isaac was saying. There was a moment where she was uh, nitpicking about the difference between being physical and fighting, and I don't know the difference there. I think if you're shoving someone or pushing, that's arguably fighting so i don't know i think but at the same time it's a lot like the cop thing you're you're going through so many interactions i don't want to ever judge someone on a snippet of it because she's dealing with those calls eight hours a day and i'm sure she's you know found her own way to to get to the the things that she needs to get to i i would doubt that when they train her that she's taught to speak exactly like that with the you know interrupting and and like uh when they're just arguing back and forth, it seems like you're getting nowhere. But um, I was in a previous life in college, I was a hospital operator. So not to say that my delivery was exquisite, but I, I do understand when someone is hysterical, it can be hard to get to the facts. But to what Isaac said, she was actually pretty calm, cool, and collected for what was going on that she
5: was dealing with. Ramos, what do you think?
9: Um... Yeah, I mean, I think she's just doing her job. I think that in the situation when we hear it back, um, it sounds not very nice. And I think we have to kind of push away the nicenessness and kind of find out like what the root of the problem is. So I think she just did her job. Um, it could have been worse. And uh, I think, like you said, a lot of distress, a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. It's hard to kind of make sure everything is said correctly. So I don't think I'm as harsh on the 911 caller as um, Isaac and Gavin are. Or and you're not. I don't think you're not as well. So,
5: no, I, I mean, I mean, she, she's just very, very matter of fact. And I do think that there's and there's a there's a gray area there. I don't think you run away from the job. I think, you know, you go like, look, this is how it actually sounds. And I'm sure her defense is I, I can't get police officers out there unless I have an address, you know, and I can't send the police officers out there unless I know if the guy is armed. Right? If I if I know the guy's not armed, it's a completely different call. There's different coding, different everything, everything else. So all of that stuff does. It's very, very, very important. Um, okay, so what does this mean for Richard Sherman? You know, he's having a mental health issue. That's a legit mental health issue. That's not, I don't want to talk to the media after, after a match. That's, he's having a mental health breakdown. I'm sure some of it triggered by drinking, but there are, there's a level of belligerence That you can attest to drinking and see there's a level of belligerence. You can go there. Okay. There's something else going on there. You know, I I have so many more questions, you know, that a guy like Richard Sherman, who I I don't think you can fake. Yeah. You can fake it for a long time, but he's not faking how bright he is. But the idea that you would be that self-destructive means there's a, there's a lot of issues, pain, whatever taking place there. Yeah, it's, kind of nutty. Kind of nutty and kind of scary and and honestly, thankfully he has a wife who cares about enough to call 911 and get and get that immediate help. And the question is what's what's next for Richard Sherman, right? Judging is, off
8: of the phone call and what she was describing, I think she may have saved his life, honestly. The way that sounded like it was going, her her getting the police out there, I think Really, really did a major help.
6: Yeah. Yeah. But. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the Three and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL?
14: Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks? Coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecom, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.
5: Let's welcome in Amy Dash, who, of course, is our legal analyst for Fox Sports Radio. Reminding you, Discover matched all the cash back you you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted 99% of the places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Amy, how are you?
13: I'm doing great. How are you?
5: Good. Um, Lots of stuff to get your kind of legal legal advice on let's start with the richard sherman story okay um when it came out yesterday i thought we were cautious look we speculated some there's a lot this is what we think we know as of now he was apparently again by his wife's estimation drunk belligerent was at their house she was kicking him out of the house then he took his car he crashed his car um around a, a in a construction zone, then parked it safely off of the highway in effort to not be seen, and then somehow made his way to his in-law's house where he was arrested uh, trying to break into the in-law's house. Here's the 911 call from his wife when he was still at that residence.
12: 911, what are you reporting? Um, I, I, I need I need officers to my house now. My husband is drunk and What's he, himself? Stop. stop. Um, What's the address? Are there he any is, weapons stop? We, are there we any... Took, we took... No, me. there's no... I'm I'm saying there are no weapons, ma'am. He's trying to leave now in the house. He's being aggressive. He's wrestling with my uncle. He's threatening to kill himself. He has sent text messages to people saying he's going to hang himself.
5: Um, okay, so uh, legally, though, no one was apparently harmed. There is the possibility of... Of a DUI, although I don't know, it, it, it'd be hard to prove because he wasn't in the vehicle, right? There's some, there's some gray area there, and I don't believe he has a DUI in the, pa- in the past. Just in terms of, of legal trouble, how big a trouble is he in?
13: I think if they move forward with the charges that he was booked on, you know, burglary, resisting arrest, malicious mischief, uh, which was apparently related to him attempting to do damage to the door to gain entry. The first, uh, the resisting arrest, the malicious mischief, I'm not concerned about those. You know, one's a misdemeanor, and the other one, he could probably negotiate that down. The burglary is extremely serious. Uh, When they said burglary, domestic violence, A lot of people were thinking, oh, there was a domestic violence altercation and he ended up hurting someone. Well, the family and the police are both saying, like you said, Doug, that nobody was injured. But it's just it's booked as burglary domestic violence because of his relationship with the people in the house. They were family members. Here's where it gets a little tricky, though. On regular burglary domestic violence, it could be first degree or it could be second degree. First degree is extremely serious. It carries up to a year. If he had a weapon or he injured somebody, it would go to first degree. And one of the 911 calls, the father-in-law said that when he was in the car allegedly pursuing his wife, and we'd assume that he was, he was drunk because earlier her call had said that he had drank two bottles of alcohol. So if that's true, he was pursuing her drunk, and the father-in-law or the uncle, whoever made that 911 call, said he has a, a knife, he may have a knife on him. And the 911 operator said you mean a kitchen knife and he said yeah now if he had that kitchen knife on him when he attempted to get in the house or gained entry in the house that would raise it to a first-degree burglary which carries up to life in prison so he'd be in real trouble there that's going to be a difficult one to overcome um i don't think it's appropriate just my opinion it sounds like this is a person who desperately needs help if there was an intoxication component some sort of a mental health issue going on, and this is completely out of character. And here's the important part. If the family does not want charges, I really think the best thing to do for the prosecutor is to, you know, maybe he can't get out of the two more minor charges, but drop the burglary charge and try to just use this to get him into some sort of a diversion program or some sort of a, you know, a mental health Support Services
5: Program. Amy Dash joining us, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Amy is super talented. You can follow her on social media. Uh, she's our Fox Sports Radio legal analyst. Okay, let me let me go to the Dwayne Haskins one. Um, Haskins is a guy who's trying to rehab his own image. This doesn't do damage to his image, but it is a weird story to be around. Where apparently in Las Vegas, some sort of argument with his wife, and she punched him, knocked one of his teeth out, and she was charged, not the football player the football player's wife was charged with domestic battery. Um, it And look, obviously this can occur either way. I mean, it's not, it, it very, very rarely feels like it's, we hear about it, but it does happen. How, how often have you heard of domestic battery, only a woman on a man in terms of the charges?
13: Oh, I've heard of it many times. I think it's much more common than people think. Um, sometimes it happens, and I think that, maybe the men are less prone to calling the police and reporting it. But here, I guess it was in a very public place. There was a security officer, and and Haskins said to the security officer, allegedly, that he wanted her out of the room. She hit him. She cut his lip open. As you said, he lost a tooth. And so I, I think the security is under protocol to call the police when, when they hear of some sort of a domestic incident where somebody was injured.
5: It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting one, uh, to, to say the least. All right, let's get to the big one, which is Deshaun Watson. 22 civil cases. And there's talk now of, you know, like, look, in order for uh, him to proceed, they have to either go away or the NFL has to put him, in, put, put him on the commissioner's exempt list or, or something. Um, have 22 civil cases, granted, they're all the same lawyer. Have you ever heard of 22 civil cases? All, and it's not a class action all going away.
13: No. I don't think well I spoke to Tony Busby directly and I said what are the chances of a settlement happening here? He said it's highly unlikely because like you said there's 22 different women they all have a different orientation in terms of how they want justice to play out for themselves he said. So even if a couple of them wanted to settle and they were, you know, they felt that they could be made whole with monetary compensation, There are also still terms that would need to be negotiated, and as we've heard through reports, whether it's true or not, there's been some disagreement over, you know, the types of provisions that would be attached to a settlement, meaning that Deshaun Watson may not want to have to admit to doing certain things. He might want to protect his reputation or want there to be a confidentiality clause, and that might conflict with what some of these other women might want publicly. So. I think we're we're very far apart, and people are speculating. Oh, maybe there's a settlement in the works because things are quiet. I I know for a fact that Tony Busby just got married, and he's vacationing now in Greece, and um, everything is moving along in terms of procedure. And it doesn't seem to me, at least I haven't heard that there are any settlement talks. I think the lull has just been because right now we're in the middle of discovery. Depositions will be coming up in the fall, where everybody gets questioned under oath, and uh, that could go on. You know, for 10 20 30 40 50 60 hours i'm told that that watson might have to face up to 60 hours of questioning all the women would be deposed and so i think we're just going through you know the slow wheels of the criminal justice system i I should Mm. say the civil justice system but on the criminal side actually i should bring up that i think we will hear something sooner from houston pd rather than later i think okay so
5: if, if houston pd chooses to not press criminal charges do you believe he'll play this year in the NFL?
13: That is a very. Um, that's What's a the, how very about how let me? I, uh, per, you know, per, permission to reword?
5: Per, permission to reword. Okay. <laughs> What's the likelihood he plays this year in the NFL?
13: I should have said objection, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> the likelihood is, I would say it's 50 50. It's completely up to Roger Goodell. You know, Roger Goodell is going to have to make a determination based on what his special counsel and his team of investigators discover. And if they feel that the evidence airs more towards, you know, things happening that were illegal with a majority of these women, well, then how do you overcome so many accusers? And, um, you know, I think the NFL is under pressure to come forward with their report and be transparent with it not like what they did with Washington and Dan Snyder. Uh, They've got to come forward and show what what was found in this case. And so they're going to be under pressure optically, I think, to to sit him or to suspend him or possibly to ban him. You know, that's not something anybody's been talking about, but they could ban him technically under the policy for a first offense. You know, you get discipline for a second offense, you get banishment. So how are they going to count these offenses? If there are, in, if there are in fact twenty-two, and maybe there's none, I mean that's a possibility too. But if in fact they find, okay, something happened with several of these women, do you count that as one incident or is that banishment?
5: I don't, I don't know if if it happened. I mean, but look, all it does has to happen is once, and you can kick them out of the NFL, right? Like if there's that but, level yeah. of of um, okay. Last one. There's the Trevor. Now there's the Trevor Bauer in in baseball. So. We, we have a little bit more information on this one. I'm not sure. And some of it does on some level vindicate him. But, man, it's a it's it, it's not the type of story you share normally in public. Right. So for people, I think most people are aware of the Trevor Bauer story, accused of, of sexual assault of a woman who, who apparently was with twice um, and his his attorney tried to get out in front of it and show that there were text messages that this was uh that this was what's it called when you when you agree to it that this was um rough sex. Uh, yes, it was rough sex but it 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 was mutually Consent. agreed upon, right?
13: Consent,
5: yeah. Yeah, c- that she consented to it. Um what's your sense of of his ability to I guess get out of this in terms of uh criminal behavior and I know the LAPD they said there's some additional information they've been able to ascertain. Like, what's your sense of if we'll see Trevor Bauer this year?
13: Well, I think the policy generally is that if there are criminal charges, he's going to be sat until those resolve themselves. And that's the same in the NFL, too. Um, but I think with this case, it's going to all come down to the injuries because if, in fact, he inflicted those injuries – he's going to have to prove that she consented to those. And that's where the disparity comes up. Is She's saying, yes, I consented to light, rough sex. And you're you're right, the text messages show that there was talk about choking and slapping. But her argument is that I didn't consent for things to be done to me when I was unconscious, and I was unconscious, and I didn't consent to the escalation of violence beyond light choking and slapping to punching and scratching and all of these other things she claims were done to her. So... If he can't, you know, prove that, and, and that's a difficult thing to prove because it's only two people in the room, right? So it's a he said, she said. So there, if, there were, if this went to court, a jury would look at her injuries, and they would look at the law, and generally the law says you cannot consent, no one can consent to serious injuries. The law does not provide consent as a defense to death or to serious bodily injury. So if, in fact, her injuries are serious, then he's in trouble.
5: Mm. Hmm. Do you think he's in trouble?
13: You know, I, I've learned my lesson. I'm not going to make like a medical determination. I try to stay in my lane. So I, it's hard for me to answer that question. I think okay. right now there's a temporary restraining order in place. If it stays in place, um, that's evidence that obviously is going to be considered in an in MLB investigation and a and, uh, criminal investigation, because that would be a determination by a judge, which carries a lot of weight. And I think we need to see what happens in the criminal investigation. I think we have to see if there are charges. And by the way, there may not be charges for a variety of reasons totally unrelated to the facts. For example, if the accuser changed her story and the prosecutors don't feel that she's credible and that a jury would believe her, or if she has, you know, things in her past that discredit her, they may not bring. That doesn't mean what she said happened didn't happen. And vice versa, you know, they have to listen to his side of the story and see you know, see whether they think that charges are warranted. It's a very difficult case because there are only two people in that bedroom.
5: Yeah, and and reportedly one of them was unconscious for part of the time, but there are there are some text messages. I, I don't, the, the temporary restraining order seems weird though because it was a relationship that had on, on appeared to have ended. And so that was, it, it was almost a look at me, hey, I can get a temporary restraining order, right? Like it wasn't like he was going down to San Diego where she lived. But it is, it's a fascinating case. I mean, I.
13: Yeah, I'll say it could go both ways because you're right. There was no, I didn't see anything that he was showing up at her house or that he was actively stalking or harassing her. I didn't see that. But what he was doing is he was, um, so you're right, it could have been a strategic move. But what he was doing was he was, there was evidence that he was texting her and calling her after the fact to see if, how she was doing. I think at one point he was offering to send groceries asking to help. He was really trying to gather information of, uh uh-oh, how bad is this? What's going on? You know, how can I sort of fix the situation was the impression that I got from the text messages.
5: She's Amy Dash. Check check her out on uh, social media at Amy Dash TV. She does a great job for us and for others as a legal analyst. Amy, thanks so much for joining us on Fox Sports Radio.
13: Oh, it's always my pleasure. Thank you so much.
6: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
5: Let's welcome in Rick Buecher. Uh, Buker, I, I have... People forget that uh, 15 years ago, maybe even more, when we used to used to come on game night, you used yeah. to every week give us a piece of music trivia. Um, yeah. in, your, in your wealth of music knowledge, without any sort of prep, you got anything on Queen for me that's interesting?
14: I got nothing. You I mean something that somebody somebody doesn't know?
5: It's a little different now because Queen had the movie out. But I was yeah, just gonna sure.
14: say I, I guess that kind of that kind of kills it. Whatever there might have been, even if uh, sort of first of all, just differentiating between what they might have amplified using in the movie, or certainly the things that they gleaned and made present in the movie. Uh, yeah, Queen is not a place that I would go to try to find. Something that most people did not know. I'm, I'm also like I, I'm. Most of my trivia back in that time, if I'm not mistaken, had more to do with the the band or the artists that you probably didn't know as much about, and maybe their cross reference with something famous, as opposed to going for something that nobody knows about some of the most famous and iconic bands of all time.
5: That That's fair enough. Are you a big Toto guy? We were talking about Toto earlier. Are you a big Toto guy?
14: Big Toto guy. Uh, in the in the right frame of mind, in the right place in time, I'm a big fan of just about everything except uh, Pina Coladas. Um, so that, you know, there's, Toto had it. I'm not I wouldn't say I'm a Toto fan but there's a song here and there that could fit depending on what's going on. It feels like feels like good uh road trip uh part of a good road trip playlist.
5: How much like kids are so spoiled today. I mean they really are. Like I mean from your phone you can you can listen to something, decide to buy it, to not buy it. If you do buy it, not only do you, can you buy just one song and immediately add it to your playlist of all your favorite songs, but you get the words right there as well. Yeah. So there's none no, of this like and I don't right. I mean, that was yeah. the hardest thing was sometimes you'd screw up the words for like three months, and for somebody's like, yeah, that's not actually the words.
14: Well, and you know what's funny is it's like like my my kids. You know, there's there's I, I take pride in the fact that they've picked up on um, a few. Uh, legendary songs and, um, even something I I put this legendary in terms of, uh, um, uh, Eminem. Um, and they, they like make fun of me because I don't know the lyrics as well as they do. And they feel like that's a song from my era or should be in my wheelhouse. And it's simply for the reason that you said, like, they instantly, they hear something and they've got the lyrics in front of them. And, you know, within 20, 25 minutes, they've got it down and they've probably got dance moves that go along with it. So I'm just hanging on by a thread is, is really the story here, Doug. I'm just, I'm speaking, just of, speak, speaking of
5: hanging, speaking of hanging on by a thread. Yeah. Who's going to play for Team USA at the <laughs> end of the month? What do, you, uh, what do you? Well, mean? Bradley Bradley Beal's out, right? And yeah. now Jeremy yeah. Grant's uh, in protocol, and they're waiting on yeah. three players to come out of the NBA Finals. Like, I yeah, this thing goes seven? Do you think those guys are really going to want to play?
14: Yeah. No. That it it it. Well, and I mean, I would say no if it goes seven because the Olympics and international competition, while we think of it as being. Sort of a side hustle for nba players it is a grind because you are playing first of all you're unfamiliar with the game two you're playing games one on top of the other and because you are playing in an international competition and you're playing you know in many cases like every game matters winning to advance matters and uh Living uh, and, and competing in a foreign country, uh, all of it adds up to it is it, it is a physical and mental drain, unlike anything else. And I'm and as opposed to during the off season when you know if you tweak an ankle or shoulder or you do something, you know what you can just shut it down or find a different way to train. You can't do that in international competition. You can't do that when you're playing for the gold. And so, I would be very surprised if the guys you know that if this series goes 7 games that those guys are going to be really eager to to go join a a, a Olympic team that as of right now uh, i it's still favored but they have a lot of work to do to figure out how they want to play and how they can play how they can play efficiently in order to bring back gold and if you're not guaranteed a gold medal i'll tell you most guys are looking at it going I don't know that I want to be associated with a silver or a bronze. Like I, I if, if I'm not going to get the prize that I expect at the end of it, it might be just better for my brand that I sit this one out.
5: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, okay. So, do you know who is available, probably vaccinated, in shape, and is going <laughs> to yeah. get the call?
14: Yeah, no, I don't. And then there's a the combination of you know, it's 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 also a matter of you know who does pop want in the mix and what, you know, who do they feel like they need right now? I feel as if the original composition of this team is very heavy on ball dominant, ball dominant ISO players, and a little short on defensive oriented players. And And that's where, if you look, you know, going back to 2016, you didn't have quite as many stars, but the team had an identity. Klay Thompson, Kyle Lowry, uh, Jimmy Butler, you had a team that knew that it was going to live off of its defense and then it was going to try to get out and run uh, and score offensively that way. And and that worked. And that is really the formula that has worked for the last three uh, Olympic medals. Our ability to adapt and develop a half-court set game that fits the international game from what guys are used to playing in the NBA, you just don't have the time to develop it at the level that you need. So they try to simplify it. We're going to defend like hell. We're going to pass ahead. We're going to try to get everything in transition offensively and allow our athleticism and speed and hopefully the depth of our roster, take. Uh, we're going to take advantage of that. And 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 this roster still could, but what you're seeing is, like, I thought, I certainly thought Bradley Beal was going to be part of their seven, eight-man rotation. I wondered whether no, seven-man rotation. I thought that Jeremy Grant was the next probably likely candidate to be in that rotation. When you take those two guys out, you're now looking at six guys that I, I would feel comfortable leaning on. Everybody else is a question mark, Kevin Love included. And that's the, that's
5: the issue that they're facing right now. Yikes. All right, let's get to last night's game. I felt like last night is a buyer beware for Phoenix. For the record, I love Chris Paul. I've always been a Chris Paul guy. But he's yeah. a 36-year-old, six-foot point guard, yep. who you're not going to have it every night, and you're going to have it fewer a fewer percentage of the nights the longer we go here. And... Yep. And I, I think that – I'm not sure everybody understood that game one wasn't a fair fight. Milwaukee's coming off a couple of ridiculously difficult series. And Chris Paul, it was like his fifth game in a month. Now that he's played a couple of games, he looked a little tired, even with a couple of days yep. off. And he was he was, a, he was not a helpful part of the Phoenix equation. In, in your mind, is that one game? Or are you with me? That's a little bit of a buyer beware in the future.
14: Well, no, I, I mean, number one, I don't think it's one game. I think we've seen it three games since Drew Holiday has been uh, picking, up, picking him up 94 feet a lot. Uh, it's fighting over screens and making Chris Paul earn everything that he can get. And it has made it difficult on Chris Paul. He's almost had to choose. Am I trying to create for somebody else or am I trying to get, get mine? And they, the, the, I get the sense that the Bucks have said, look, if Chris Paul can beat us with his mid-range jumper – go have at it but we're going to limit his ability to involve everybody else we're not going to let him shoot threes no matter how he's shooting them uh we're not going to let him get to the cup and so we'll we'll live with him uh taking those mid-range jumpers and so as things have progressed i think you have seen him wearing down now as far as i think the question you're asking is do we you know do you extend? To extend him and and, and how mo- how many years do you give him to extend him? It's a lot easier to answer that question if they end up winning a championship. Then it's like you got us a championship. Yeah, we're probably going to eat or or regret the last year or two of this deal, but we'll we'll give you two years in a player option uh, as a reward for what you did. Even though that is, you know, that that's the way to to bury your franchise. We're going to pay. We're going to pay ahead for for winning a title, for winning, to win, winning our first title ever. Uh, so there's, there's that approach. Um, but I, I think you can get away with that if Devin Booker becomes a smarter player, if Devin Booker becomes more than just a, a streaky shooter, if Devin Booker makes decisions that when you put a Drew Holiday on Chris Paul and now you play Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton in a two-man game, that Devin Booker can be more efficient than just getting his shots; that he can get and going, or he can find somebody else, or he can just make good decisions on which shots he's going to take and when, then I think you can live with Chris Paul going forward. It, it, it's a little bit like the Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, and uh, anybody out there listening, don't take this too far. But Dwayne Wade got to a point physically where he needed LeBron James to do more. And... And LeBron James was willing and able to do that, and that's why they ended up winning a couple championships. Hey, that's where we are with
5: LeBron and Anthony Davis.
14: And that's where we are with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Now, the question is, in both cases, Anthony Davis and Devin Booker, are they capable of developing a broader game, a more expansive game where... I don't know if I've said it to you, but I've said it plenty of times. My, my definition, uh, my distinction between a star and a superstar is a star gets his numbers. A superstar gets his numbers, and he gets other people numbers. Right. And Anthony Davis is a star because he gets his numbers. Devin Booker is a star because he gets his numbers. Chris Paul and LeBron James, in my estimation, are superstars of lesser degrees, but superstars because they have the capability of getting theirs and getting numbers for others as well. And so you need that. You're going to need that in both cases. You're exactly right. It's a good comparison where you've got two older guys, 36, 37 years old, who now need the younger gun to be more than just a ride-along star if they're going to continue to be effective and efficient with what they have left.
5: Stu Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Alright, let me give you my basketball stance on the block in comparison to LeBron block. I, do I think it's, we have to do this? No, but we're going to. Everybody else has, so I'll give you my two okay. cents. Okay. Um, LeBron's is more impactful as in Game 7, a breakaway layup. Um, I think that Giannis is a a more outstanding athletic feat because he's defending the ball screen. The ball is lobbed. He has to turn his hips, recover, and then without fouling, get on the other side of the rim and block a dunk. <laughs> right. do, do do people understand how hard that is? What he did, what what, yeah. what he did uh, to recover that way. It's not that LeBron's block, which is above the square, isn't an unbelievable athletic feat, but he's got the angle. He's at full speed. It's pretty obvious that uh, Iggy didn't see him coming, and yep. Iggy had to had to double clutch because uh, somebody else ran through to make him double clutch. But it was, a, it was a clean block, but a clean run. But it's just sprint, jump up, block the shot, great timing, as opposed to all the things Giannis did. You've covered it both. You've covered the league for a long time, for over 20 years. What's your yeah. thoughts on the block last night, as opposed to LeBron's?
14: Well, look, LeBron's was more meaningful because of the situation. Which one was more impressive to me as a basketball play? Without question, it was it was Giannis's because for just what you said, like LeBron had no other responsibilities on that play. He's tracking it from the very beginning, and the only thing that he's thinking is. I'm going to go up, and I'm going to try to pin that uh, before it can it can go in. With Giannis, Giannis isn't even thinking about defending the lob. Giannis is thinking about stopping Devin Booker. Here comes the lob. Now I've tried. I've got to get back and defend this, and I've got to do it without fouling. Now I will say this: with both of those plays, the offensive players allowed those plays to happen. Andre Iguodala. if He it. doesn't double clutch. If he finishes stronger and go and 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 I mean he kind of hedged it. It opens the door for LeBron to make that play. If Andre Iguodala extends and gets it up there sooner, it's a goaltend. With DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker, uh, if Chris Paul is throwing that lob, Giannis doesn't have time to get to it because it would have come earlier and I dare say it probably would have been a little closer to the rim. Devin Booker threw it a tick late and a, and a, and a tick too wide, which allowed Giannis to recover, to get up, and to block it without fouling. Because if you, if you watch it, and I've watched it a few times, like DeAndre Ayton really has to extend just to get the ball and gather it and start to bring it forward. And when he points and is clear, like Devin takes, turns the corner, there's a second there where I'm like, you, that, you, you need to throw it now. And it was almost like a half a beat more, and then he kind of threw it the one-handed floater that it just, look, it was good enough that, that DeAndre could have would have flushed it. I'm not saying that. But it was off just enough that it no, opened I agree. the door for Giannis to make that play. And so in both cases, it's like, it's a great defensive play in, in, in both. I mean, amazing. But I dare say, and I don't have any to give you off the top of my head, but I know I've seen plays where the offensive player got did everything right and the defensive guy still made a play on the ball. And those are the ones where I just kind of step back and go, man, that, that, I don't know what to say about that because that is truly incredible.
5: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay. Who do you like in the series as of now?
14: I like the Bucks. I like the Bucks because, uh, as I've seen through these playoffs, they've only gotten better uh, as the series has gone on. They've always played better on the road the second time they go into a building uh, than they did uh, the first time. They have, and they, and, and I believe that these games, as we go forward, are probably going to be close. And I just like the Giannis uh, Middleton combo. If we're going to go into a two-man game, pick and roll at the end of games, and you're going to give me Giannis and Middleton versus Mikael Bridges and DeAndre Ayton, I like that better than Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton, or Chris Paul and Devin, uh, I mean Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton against. Drew Holiday and Giannis Antetokounmpo, two first-team All Defensive players. I also think the margin of error for the for the Bucks because of their just their massive advantage on the offensive boards. They've dominated that uh, that category in every single game. Game one was the closest when Phoenix, I think, had 11 and and Milwaukee had 18. But the last game, it was like seventeen to five, and that, like, you don't even have to be that buttoned up when you get that many second chance opportunities. In most cases, it's going to be right at the rim a second chance opportunity. It's really over. It's it's really hard to overcome that with a level of efficiency on your own.
5: I think I agree with you. That's Rick Buecher. You can check him out on Fox Sports One, covering all things on. Uh, um uh, speak for yourself. Butte, great stuff. Thanks for joining us.
6: You got it, son. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires.
1: Call 800-333-4KIA for details.
0: Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and five-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.
3: I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States.